This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. I think you hurt my head real bad. I'm dizzy. I need a doctor. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online and tuddle a tuddle a tuddle a tuddle tuddle I was wrong about something last week. On last week's show, I was wrong. And uh, uh, I like to correct myself as soon as possible. Uh, it means right, right at the beginning of the show of the very next week. Uh, I mentioned it in the show notes. If you go to dimland.com and you click on the uh, show notes blog option, uh, you will get to the show notes. And in there, I, I said that I got something wrong, and I said, tune in next week. Well, it's next week. What did I get wrong? I was talking about uh, Tenacious D and that they had done recently a studio-recorded cover of, uh, well, three who songs not fully three who songs only one of the songs was the, the full song but uh, a bit of pinball wizard and then the full thing of there's a doctor and then uh, a bit of go to the mirror which are three songs off of the who's breakthrough album the album that uh, brought them to uh, world prominence that brought them to be recognized as a band that c- creates uh, albums and not just a singles band uh they it brought them out of debt from busting up all their instruments for all that time beforehand uh, which was costing them a lot of money uh, so it brought them out of debt because they started making money and they got recognized as being more than just a you know a singles pop band they something a little more deep about them uh it's does the album still hold up over all these years, yeah, you know, it's it's okay, it's good, it's 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 Tommy, you know, it's it's the Who and they do Tommy and it's it's good. Um, I still prefer Quadrophenia; it's still my favorite Who album. Anyway, um, and Tenacious D did the cover of those three songs in what they called the Who medley, and and it's got the Tenacious D stuff. And if you look at last week's show notes, I have a link to the video that you can check it out. Uh, and I had said last week that, uh, as far as I could tell, and I didn't look deeply enough, that Tenacious D hadn't done a studio-recorded cover of any other band. That this was the first, this was the Who, it's the first one that I was aware of, and I thought, see, huh, see, it wasn't Led Zeppelin. I did bring up Led Zeppelin in my conversation last week because of, uh, uh, of the song Tribute, 
which, uh, if you recall, I said that uh, it, it, they don't say what the song is in the song. The song that tribute doesn't sound anything like the song, which is the best song in the world that they were doing a tribute to. But sometimes when they played live, they would change the melody toward the end of their song, uh, as, they're, as they're wrapping up the song tribute, and they'd change the melody a little bit so it would sound like the melody of Stairway to Heaven. So, okay, that's a really strong hint that the greatest song in the world, according to Tenacious D, is Stairway to Heaven, but I don't know, okay? It that's, just seems to me that that's what it is, but they didn't do a cover of any uh, 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 Led Zeppelin songs in a studio recorded. They didn't take that effort. They might have do them live, maybe, but not, you know, not going in the studio to knock one out. So they did that with The Who. And I was like, I was jazzed about it. Ah, The Who. Ah, they didn't do one about, you know, Led Zeppelin, of course. They didn't do, you know, Black Sabbath. They didn't do, you know, Iron Maiden. They didn't do any, you know, any, any of the other big rock band type things. They didn't do any of them, but they did The Who. So, and they didn't do The Stones. And then they didn't do Pink Floyd. And they didn't do The Beatles. Oh, and that's where I was wrong. See, in the course of do doing the show notes for last week's show... I was looking for links and things, and one thing came up when I was finding the the uh, the Tenacious D Who medley was that they had indeed done a Beatles cover in a studio, recorded it in a studio, released a video for it, and it was a part of the Abbey Road medley. Uh, the you know Abbey Road at the end of Abbey Road, there's a series of songs that kind of link together as it goes flows out to the end of the album. And um, uh, they did uh, "You Never Give Me Your Money" and "The End." Those those two songs they did those together in the uh, in, in a video in a cover of the song. And I will say, oh man, they did that like a year ago. At least that 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 posting on YouTube was a year ago. So ah, okay, all right, they did the Beatles. All right, it wasn't just the Who. They did the Beatles. Okay. Great, fine, and it's a pretty good one, and it and it actually uh, follows their more um, uh, the original sound of Tenacious D, which was just the two guys playing acoustic guitars. It was uh, Jack Black and Kyle Gass on acoustic guitars playing stuff, and that's what the 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 music is. That's just the two of them doing that. I don't think there's any other instruments in there. Mm, might have to watch it again to be sure, but. I mean, you know, so don't quote me on that, but I don't think there are uh, the Who medley. They have a full band with electric guitars and bass and drums and stuff, you know. So, so they do the whole the whole schmear there. But in this one, uh, the Beatles thing, it was more of a uh, the way Tenacious D started, which was you know the two acoustic guitars and the two voices. So, and it's pretty good. They do a good job. The video has some fun because they you know they like to do fun things. And the and the video for Tribute is pretty good where they they go into one of those karaoke uh, recording studios that used to be in the malls and you go in there and you can make a video of yourself and they put some kind of green screen behind you and you know what so you can get some you know I don't know like you're floating in space and singing along to something uh, so they that's that's what the, the the idea was that they were recording the song in that studio and and then we go into the video or as the video continues there they show you the, the the two of them walking on that Lone ro uh, lonely road when the demon comes up the demon is played by uh, uh, Dave Grohl of Foo Fighters and and before that of Nirvana so you know 
just a little interesting bit there. If you haven't checked it out, go to last week's show notes. Check it out. Okay. Um, there's a... I, I, I'm going to... Uh, there's an Expedia ad on television. I know. I know. Every time I mention something about commercials on television, there's almost always somebody... When I'm talking to people, not just talking to myself in a in a... In a in a studio. Oh, and by the way, I am recording again in the basement of Nostalgia Zone, a comic book store in Minneapolis, a store I work for, um, you know, and, uh, yep, I'm in the basement again. Last night, I tried to record at home, but the dog was just a little too excited, and as soon as I started uh, the, to, to get going to record it, she started growling, and we can't have that. So, here I am again. Well, um, the ad isn't playing... Oh, what I was going to say, uh, people almost... When I talk to people, and I mention something about commercials, they say, who watches commercials? What do you mean? What, you watch commercials? What do you watch commercials for? What are you doing that for? Why did you watch... Look, I watch sports on television. When sporting events... You know, when the sports ball is playing, for those of you who are too arrogant to deem... To... to uh, what's the word? To um, deign... Is that the word? To show any kind of interest in sports. To, to lower yourselves, to understand anything at all about sports. You just call it sports ball and be dismissive. Oh, look at how dismissive I am of your thing that you're very interested in, but I'm not interested at all, so I'm just going to call it sports ball. You see, it seems as though I'm being self-deprecating, but actually I'm just kind of throwing off of my superiority over you because I wouldn't, I wouldn't dirty myself with being interested in sports. That's sort of what I take from it. Oh, not always. Sometimes it's obvious. Somebody's just joking with you. You know. It, you know. So, yeah. Okay, it's a case-by-case, case, right? So, I watch sports, and they have commercials in sports. When you watch them on television, there's a commercial. I can't just zip through it. I don't have any kind of setup where I can just record the game, watch it later. No, I watch it as it happens. And, and so when the ads come up, if I haven't hit the mute button, I see the ad. And I hear it. Lots of times I'll mute it, and that sort of takes away its power. But when I, you know, when I watch the thing, so there was this ad for Expedia. They, they, it, I haven't seen it in a while. What they've been showing now is uh, ads where they have, uh, uh, they have copy uh, uh, about bubbles and lemons. Somehow, you know, the couple ads that use lemons as a metaphor for something, and then use bubbles for a metaphor for something, and you should go to Expedia and travel, and everything will be fine. But the first ad that I noticed uh, in this sp uh, specific campaign, because they have the same actors in the Lemons and Bubbles, they have the same actor in, in, the, in the ads, except in the Lemons and Bubbles ads, the actor's just doing a voiceover. In this one I'm going to talk about, it has the actor actually on camera talking to us. And it's Ewan McGregor. You know, Ewan McGregor, the guy from Train Spotting. Uh, most people probably know him from the Star Wars prequels because he played obi-wan kenobi and they just wrapped up a series a mini series on disney plus with ewan mcgregor playing obi-wan kenobi and it was a really good show i enjoyed it it was fun and uh it, it was, you know it's star wars it's great it's just you know just turn off your brain watch it don't get all freaked out okay and 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 it's and it's done really well and i enjoyed it so anyway so it's ewan mcgregor he's talking to the camera and he's walking through a sound stage on, you know, on some Hollywood 
property, you know, and he's walking through the sound station. There's all kinds of, I don't know if it's other commercials or uh, movies or TV shows being filmed, if that's the right word. He's walking through, and it's, all these scenes have something to do with what he's talking about. And he's talking about this, this, this idea, which there is, I think, some science behind it, that a fulfilled life for people... A more fulfilled life is a life that's filled with experiences and not necessarily a life uh, about the acquisition of stuff. And so he's talking about stuff. We got lots of stuff, and we always want stuff, and this, this, here's stuff. We do it. But, but is our life really better with a flat screen TV or something? I'm not getting the exact words right for everything. I just, I have one quote that I, I wrote down so they get it right. And he's walking through, and he's like, again, he's talking to the cameras, going through all this stuff. So he gets to the door that exits. The, the sound stage and he and apparently this sound stage is built right on a beach with the ocean out there and it's I don't know sunset or sun you know, I'm, uh, I don't know I'm guessing it's uh, sunset or close to sunset and he walks out on this you know sunny beach people are laying out and having leisure time and and all that and he says as he's walking out of the uh, sound stage, he says, Do you think any of us will look back on our lives and regret the things we didn't buy or the places we didn't go? You know, in his Scottish brogue. Will we regret the things we didn't buy or the places we didn't go? And again, that there's some science about that. There's some psychology in it, some you know, studies and surveys that, that show that People tend to have a happier life when their when their money isn't being spent on things and it's being spent on experiences and that experiences are are just are just better in the long run. It's something to look back on and just having a thing, right? Unless that thing reminds you of your experience. I I don't. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is when I would see this ad, and again I haven't seen it on for a while, but it'll probably rotate through again and they'll they'll show it again at some point. The reason I bring it up is that. It's Ewan McGregor that's telling us this. Ewan McGregor, who has Star Wars money. Now, he doesn't have George Lucas Star Wars money, but he has Star Wars money. So when I watch that, I think, you know, Expedia, I think your message would come across a lot better if you didn't have somebody who can afford to go all the places and to have all the stuff. I mean, you know, it's easy for you to say, Ewan, you can go anywhere and you can have anything, just about. So, okay, great. Thanks. Oh, I think I've come up to my first break. Oh, let's get it brought up here. Oh, you know, this is different in the studio down here in the basement. I'm telling you, it's kind of creepy. Filled with boxes of comic books and just stuff. Oh, God, you should see this place. I should take a picture and put it on the show notes page just to show you where I hidden myself in order to record this. Anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Tim Fitzsimmons, and I'll return after this break. the best radio possible. We will test your senses with innovative and entertaining radio programming. 
honest, informative, inspirational, and on occasion, controversial. Our listening audience will also have the opportunity to interact with the show hosts and guests through live chat and call-in capabilities. You can't be left out of the loop. Tune into all our live shows once, and you'll never turn your computer off again. Z-Talk Radio on your computer dial. Your healthy addiction. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, I haven't done one of these in an awfully long time, so here we go. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, I hope it is good. Uh, Have you seen this on uh, social media this little meme that's gone around. Uh, I'll put it on the show notes page, dimland.com. Click on the show notes blog option. You'll get to it. Uh, it's it's a it's a comparison of a then and, and now and how terrible things are now. What has happened to in this case men? What's gone wrong with men? Men have men have failed. Men aren't men anymore. They're children. They're boys. They're they're strange. They're 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 not men. They're not manly men. And and one of these uh, comparisons is uh, John Wayne. You know that actor from back in the day? It's John Wayne, and he's being compared to uh, a young fellow that's got, you know, full beard. He's got long hair, and it's all kind of pulled up on top of his head in one, I guess what the kids call a man bun. He's wearing a a pastel-y, rainbow-ish colored uh, t-shirt. He's got uh, blue jeans, uh, shorts on. He's wearing sandals. And he's walking along, uh, looking. At, I think he's looking at his phone. You know, he's he's walking along, and, and and he's being compared to this 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 young fellow is being compared to John Wayne. You know, John Wayne, and it says somewhere between 1959 and 2022, things went terribly wrong. You know, I've seen other ones of these, and I don't know if it was comparing to the same young fellow, uh, but there's another one that's actually a bit, a bit better than this one where it's uh, Cary Grant 
walking along. And Cary Grant is wearing a nice suit. He's got shiny shoes. His hair's all you know combed back real nice. He's wearing a, uh, a, a I don't know a well a, a wool a wool trench coat. Easy for me to say. Looks sharp as all hell. Just boom, Im immaculate, impeccably dressed. And of course, you know these people. The Hollywood types, they have people that help dress them and tailor their clothes to their bodies. Why do guys and gals in movies look so good in their clothes? Because they have people that, do, that wardrobe people who tailor the clothes exactly to the body of the person wearing them. The regular people, us, we don't have that. We can, we can get a suit and we can have it tailored. Yeah, but it's, you know, unless you got bucks... Unless you got the money, you're not going to be able to get some kind of real super tailored to fit exactly great on you. Really good on you, yes, but maybe not exactly great. Like they can do in Hollywood. That's why they all look so, it looks, looks good. It's, it's all, they, it's, you know, when it's intended for them to look good in a film. If they're intended to look rumpled and all that kind of stuff, well, they do that too. But, okay, fine. So that, that one, I think it's Cary Grant up against the same guy. I'll try to find that, that meme and put it on the show notes as well. I'll try to find that one. Uh, and somebody had f some fun with, I think, that Cary Grant one, where they went back, you know, they put Cary Grant into the people of uh, whatever year that was, and they went back to 17-something, you know, when macaroni was a thing. You know, macaroni, macaroni was uh, not the not the craft macaroni and cheese, that kind of macaroni, but macaroni was was a was a was a term about fancy fashion. Uh, and and uh, uh, the, the song Yankee Doodle has the uh, uh, the bit in there where it says uh, Yankee Doodle, you know, he put a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. And they're that's sort of an insult that uh, that the colonials the colonialists, they were, they were not as, you know, fashion forward and they didn't understand fashion the way, you know, we here in the homeland do. Uh, and so they were poking fun at the, the, at the Yankees because they, you know, they just put a feather in their cap and they think that's fancy, right? I think that's the, the intent of the line, except we adopted the song saying, hell yeah! <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be an insult to us, but do no, no, we're Yankee Doodles, yeah, we're, we're good on that. Anyway, <clears throat> somebody found... Uh, you know, some image of, uh, if you Google images, just put in macaroni fashion, and you'll get these, these, these illustrations of men, mostly with these really huge wigs, uh, and you just fancy, you know, way up high, like the, you know, like the beehive hairdos with, you know, extra lumps and stuff on them, and, and they'll be in this, this, uh, knicker pants, you know, just goes down below the knee, and stockings, and bows, and, 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 you know, bright colored coats, and all this kind of stuff, and the, and it, to us, it, now it looks like, oh my, Aren't you fancy? At the time, it might not have been looked at. I mean, it might have been looked at as fancy, but it was like, ooh, look at that guy, sharp-dressed man. You know, girls go crazy for a sharp-dressed man. See, it's different. You know, it's the, you know, what is, what's the perception? But in this, you know, so anyway, so, so they, they put that guy up against Cary Grant, and, you know, what went wrong? You know, just, you know, as a, as a spoof of these kinds of things. But none of that is the pedantic moment. None of that is. The pedantic moment of this image of John Wayne from 1959 being compared to this young man uh, that allegedly from today, 2022, you know, from our time now, uh, and, and, and this young man is, of course, representative of all young men. This is how all of them dress. 
Oh, and another thing. John Wayne is 52 in, in, in that picture. In 1959, he turned 52. This young fella is in his 20s. He might be close to 30. It's hard to tell. I mean, I'm at an age now where young people look even younger. But that's not even a fair comparison. Anyway, here's the pedantic moment. Somewhere between 1959 and 2022, things went terribly wrong. The picture of John Wayne is pulled from the movie, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, it's pulled from the movie Rio Bravo, which came out in 1959. It's a Western. Now, I don't know the exact year that Rio Bravo is set, but John Wayne is dressed more like, you know, like the like cowboys of the Old West of 1885. He's not dressed the way men dressed in 1959. Oh, maybe he's close to like ranchers in some parts of the country. You know, maybe he's close to that. But this, I, this meme, it's just find a picture of John Wayne in his civilian clothes. Find that, or just share the one with Cary Grant and there. You know, and your point is still a stupid one because the 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 what went wrong person is not representative of all men. And the what was right is not representative of all men then. Although I will say, back in the 1950s, you know, you look at you look at footage of, of people that would go to baseball games. And they would they would have ties on, they would have suits, they'd have you know, or they'd be dressed fairly fancy. Well we don't do that now. Everybody tries to look like they're part of the they're on the team. That's just one thing I don't understand. But if somebody wants to do it, they want to do it fine but so there is some changes but i don't know stop being hateful <laughs> it's just a young fella looking at his phone who cares how he's dressed he doesn't have his dong hanging out okay what time is it uh check the clock here okay what have i got next um did that okay uh oh speaking of television commercials this is one, I, I want you to have a little fun with this one. All right? when, when, you, when you're watching TV, and if you do you know, decide to watch the commercials, let's say you're watching a sporting event, because that's when I've seen them. There's an ad for Geico. That's an insurance thing. You know, and I, I'm telling you, these insurance companies, boy, they, they have money for advertising. Money, for, I don't know how many different ad campaigns uh, 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 an insurance company will have. You know, Progressive has got ads with flow in them, but then they've got other ads of Progressive stuff. You know, it's just that, that you know, she doesn't, she's not part of it at all, or any of the other secondary characters from the flow campaign. I, I can't think of what the, but there's other Progressive ads. There's, and then Geico. Geico's got the that gecko, which, by the way, Geico, the gecko's got to go. I, I, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of him. He's not cute. He's not funny. We and no, Mr. Gecko, we did not have a moment. It's just, it's time. It's time to retire that character. He's just, he's annoying. At least to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a minority in the votes because you know most people don't watch ads anyway, right? So, so they have that. They have a whole slew of them with the Gecko. But then they have these other ads, and I actually think these other ads are are pretty clever and they're kind of fun. Yeah, you know, they're the ones where they'll have the, they're for homeowners insurance, and they'll have the the homeowners will be talking about their where they live, and they really love it. It's great, but 
uh, you know, uh, what's one of them? Um, but we have an animal in the attic. And then they show the animal in the attic is animal from the Muppets. You know, the drummer that's based on Keith Moon, by the way. Yeah, it's based on, based on Keith Moon, sort of, I guess. Anyway, so, and he's just doing his animal stuff, you know, screaming and yelling and flying around and acting crazy, and going, ah, you know, doing all this stuff, right? Doing all the animal stuff. And then there's another one that was from a little while ago where, again, this is, we love our house, but, we, uh, but, it, but it has ants. And it's not the insect ants, it's the people ants, you know, ants and uncles, ants. And all these, these uh, older women, you know, like the 60-ish women, age, you know, late 50s, uh, 60, early 60s, walk, wandering around the house, pointing things out. One of them says, oh, it's an awfully big house. going to be hoping to keep it clean. And there's one at the refrigerator and she's going through all the stuff. Expired! Expired! You know, like that kind of ants. Alright? So that's kind of funny. It's kind of clever. Well, there's one out now that's playing now. And uh, it's a it's a it's a young woman. She says, "Oh, she loves the the architecture of an older home. Uh, she loves her house." And she says, "It might be a little too Victorian." And how they you know how they have a little fun with the language there is that the house is filled with with proper Victorian ladies wearing proper Victorian you know age uh, uh, outfits, you know dresses and things, and they and they're walking around and talking and then they're like the, they they look at this young woman who's of a, of today and she walks by and says, oh interesting uh, hemline, are those are, are those called pants? Yes, I believe they're called pants, and you know they, they have that kind of thing and they're playing croquet out on the lawn and 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 it's hard to get past them on the stairs because they got the big hoop skirts and things like that and they're having some fun with these Victorian ladies around these very prim and proper English Victorian ladies and then a young uh victorian gentleman a suitor comes a calling at the door you, you see him he's knocked at the door and you see him outside saying i've come to call for and then the scene shoots to you know switches to inside the the house and you can see him through there's a there's a glass a frosted glass uh, uh front to the door so you can see him standing through it and then the young woman who owns the house walks by she's looking at her phone and she cuts him off and says just text me and then he lets out a cry of exasperation a Gah! kind of thing he says that here's the thing to have some fun have a little fun with it because my wife was one that brought it up. We watched that ad, and one time she just said, She turned to me and says, I swear, he says, Fuck. <laughs> so, next time that gecko ad, uh, Geico ad comes on, and it's the two Victorian house, just just imagine, he's of course, he's not saying that, but just imagine that that Geico slipped one past the sensors. Oh, no, he's just saying, Gah! Oh, okay. Just imagine he's dropping an F-bomb. Makes it a little more fun. NASA is now investigating UFO stuff. The UFO UAP stuff. Oh, they're bringing their, their, their scientific know-how to look into these videos and photos and stories of, of UFOs. And, and I learned of this uh, uh, from the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. So much, uh, much of what I'm going to say here is stuff that I heard them say. So you know, I'm kind of you know, stealing their thunder. But it's the main thing is, I mean, it's, it's great. Uh, it, even the SGU people said, well, great. Okay, so NASA can bring some stuff to it. They'll look at it. And then when they bring out a report on it, 
much like the, the last government organization that looked into the same UFO stuff, it'll come out, and as they said on the SGU, it'll be a big nothing burger. It'll be nothing. It'll just be, eh. <laughs> it's That's what's going to be. Maybe they'll do what the internet was able to do. People like Mick West was able to look at these videos. I mean, he has certain expertise. He has a, a you know n knowledge on, on, on looking at this kind of video and figuring out what we're seeing. And, you know, doing the research to look around and say, well, you know, there's... Remember the video that showed the... Um, it was uh, off the coast of California uh, and uh, Southern California, I think, or some, some... I'm not sure exactly where, but it's off the coast of California. And there were all these triangular lights moving around. It's just, and, and there's, oh, what's that? What's that? It's, it was t video taken from a, a deck of a, of a Navy ship of some sort. And... I think it was Mick West, came along, looked at that and said, well, the triangular shape of the lights is due to the, ap the aperture of the, of, the, of, the, of the camera lens. It's triangular shape. So when you've got some blurry light in there, it tends to, you know, mat it, it, it'll match the shape of the aperture of the, you know, I think, I, I think I've got the right term. And so if you've got one that's more of a hexagonal type of at aperture, it's going to show up a hexagonal blur of light. You know, that's what you're going to have. So then he looked even closer at it and said, okay, what you're looking at there is probably air traffic to the airport that's right in line with where they're looking. Where that camera is. He, he, figured, he, he figured out where they were, where they were taking the video, which direction they were looking, and said, yeah, there's an airport over there. And what you're seeing is the, is the, the, the lights that flash on it because they're flashing at the same rate as uh, a certain airliner lights will flash. And, oh, and by the way, these stationary lights in the sky, uh, that's, that corresponds with, uh, with Jupiter and its moons or a couple of stars or something like that. It just corresponds exactly with where those are. So, okay, that's what you're seeing, right? Skeptoid, Brian Dunning's podcast, Skeptoid. He did one recently, and I'll link to it, uh, about the Chilean government saying, uh, uh, the, the Chilean uh, UFO incident. And the Chilean government spent two years investigating some video showing some blurry lights off in the sky at night under some, you know, I don't know what kind of camera was capturing it. They spent two years trying to figure out what it was and put out the report and said, well, we don't know, kind of a thing. And then the Internet took it, and according to Brian Dunning, five days later, the Internet said, spoiler, sorry, it's not a UFO. It's not an alien spacecraft. I won't tell you what it was, but... Remember what the thing that the Navy was looking at because there was an airport nearby? Same kind of thing. All right? It's just, that's what it's... And so the point, and I've made this point on the show, and because I you know, learned it from Skeptics Eye of the Universe, I've made you know, something they've said. Uh, Stephen Novella points it out. He says, the reason why every photograph of a Bigfoot that's compelling of a Bigfoot, you know, oh, that could be a Bigfoot, oh, is blurry. Every one of them. And every picture of, uh, of a UFO like this, every video thing, every picture, they're blurry. And do you know why they're all blurry? Because all the pictures and videos that could have been mistaken for a Bigfoot or some kind of spacecraft that are in focus, that have good detail, that you can see what it is, you can see that it's not a Bigfoot. It's a bear. It's a, it's a clump of trees. It's a person. It's a, you can see what it is. 
So all you know, and it's and the UFO things. You know, it's it's not some spacecraft. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a frog. It's not an alien spacecraft. When you can see the detail, so it it everything is regulated. All the evidence for the UFOs and Bigfoots and all that. You know, all, it's all blob squatch. We can just call the just blanket it under blob squatch. It's all that because. If it's in focus, you know what it is. And so what Steve had said, Steve Novella, the host of the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, had said, was that the, the, the bad evidence is the phenomenon. The fuzzy photographs, the shaky, blurry videos, that's the phenomenon. It's, it's not what they are supposedly showing. It's not evidence of some you know, super-secret government aircraft. It's not evidence of interdimensional vehicles or you know interstellar vehicles it's it's a blurry light that you can't tell what it is but sometimes if you do enough investigating if you look into the things you can find out oh you're that close to an airport you're right in line with the airport oh and those things are flashing at the same rate that that you know lights flash on airplanes i think you got yourself an airplane there Is it time for me to take another break? I think it is. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll take a break. I never meant to be so bad to you. One thing I said that I would never do. A look from you. Get him some Z's. Get him some Z's. Get him some Z's. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Listen to Z Talk Radio. On ZTalkRadio.com. When, oh, when will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Hey, everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff. Professor Dave Explains. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, let's see. I was accused of being a groomer on the social media. 
Uh, I'm trying to find the actual image uh, from it. I, I'm not going to get the exact words of, because uh, I don't, I, I'm sorry, I don't have it. Uh, blame the being in the basement here at the at the at the nostalgia zone, and I don't have any internet access around here, so let's blame that um, and and my unpreparedness. But um, <clears throat> the, somebody had uh, shared a tweet by some fellow named Zuby, and Zuby was uh, talking about this notion that uh, a person can just identify as anything they want and the rest of us have to just accept it 100% and just say okay that's great and celebrate it and all that kind of stuff we just have to do that uh, and he says it's, it's the silliest idea in America or something like that, you know, that words to that effect and I uh, saw that uh, a Facebook friend who I I don't know who this person is it's some, I don't know how they're a Facebook friend but they are apparently I saw that and uh, I, I decided I'm going to stand up for uh, my friends who happen to be trans. Well, I have one in particular um, that is, is trans. Happens to be. I mean, that's just what she is. I mean, she also wears glasses. <laughs> so what? Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's just part of who she That's just who she is. Okay? And I'm trying to you know uh, yeah it's a it's a it's it's new to us this is i mean it's been there but for the longest time society has said there's only there's just two it's a binary system it's black and white there's no gray this is how it is well and so and if you don't fit in that you better keep it quiet and people had to live hiding what they were to fit in and, and, and if, they, if they were caught, the, you know, uh, being themselves, they could be in danger. I mean, and that's, that's a horrible way to live. And there is science behind this whole transgender stuff. There's science behind it. You can be born with the XY chromosome, which is considered to be male. You can be born with that, and you can have ovaries. It can happen. So, and I've learned th through this friend, learned about this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I and, and and so I just saw this and I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit. Uh, so what the person had said, I responded by saying, uh, this is as ignorant a thing to say as when homophobes used to say people chose to be gay, just decided to be gay. And I remember, you know, the the counter to that. You know, when when the when the suggestion was that somebody decided to be gay, you know, and somebody who's you know who's gay themselves or sticking up for folks who are gay, it says, okay, when did you decide to be straight? When did you decide that? Think of it. Was there a moment in your life where you said, okay, I'm gonna like girls. Okay, I'm gonna like boys. I'm a you know, I'm gonna like the opposite. You know, the designated, <laughs> you know, the way society looks at things. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be straight. That's what I'm gonna be. No, nobody does that. Nobody. You just were. But you see, the difference, in at least you know, in 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 uh, uh, being gay, the difference in that, uh, in in, it's not a decision. It's you. 
feel, uh, what I understand is that they just feel wrong. You're out of step with society. Something's, you know, something's not right about me. When that's not the way you should be thinking. That's not the way a person should be thinking. You know, this is, you know, this is who I am. So, it, it, they they grow up in a society that doesn't accept. You know, it, it's it's gotten a lot better, and it needs to get better. But it's gotten a lot better. There was a time when gay people, what the hell's that? You know, oh those weirdos. You know, the, ooh those sick perverts. Even even the medical industry, like the psychological uh, industry uh, practices, thought that that homosexuality was 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 uh, deviant behavior was wrong. But they came around. And realize no, this is this is just how some people are. They just are. This is just who they are, and it doesn't hurt anybody as long as it's consent between adults, as long as they're consent. What somebody does, you know, I it was just weird. I says, how does this harm you? How does two men getting married harm you? How does somebody who happened to be born with the male plumbing, but the, the makeup of their entire person is saying, I'm not male. I'm, I'm female. I'm a woman. The, their entire, the, the entirety of them, they're a woman. Yeah, I know what I got between my legs. Doesn't seem to work with this. But, you know. How does that harm you? What does that, what does that do to you? So, when I push back, the person who originally posted it said, uh, liberals know all about ignorant things to say. Yeah, we do, because we hear the ignorance all the damn time. We hear it coming out of your mouth. We, we see it posted on your pages. We see it all the time. Yes, we do know about the ignorant things to say, because we hear them all the time. Not that liberals are perfect. They're not. But and then he says, uh, I'm an expert at it. He says, again, yeah, I see what you say. I hear what you're, you say all the time. And I see and hear you know, the, the ignorant tweets and the ignorance phrases. I hear it all the time. So yeah, I guess I'm an expert at it. And then another person comes in and just says, thanks, groomer. And there you go. That's, see, because... They're equating. See, in the old days, they would uh, when it was a it was just about gay rights. When when the steps were being taken to bring an acceptance of the fact that some people are gay, and sexuality is on a spectrum. You know, this, it's not, you, you know, I happen to be uh, straight. You know, very over to the straight side. I'm just you know, I, I am. It's just where I am, but there's there's a there's a scale between the two ends, and people fall in there somewhere. And again, consenting adults, how does it harm anyone? It's not harming me. Sure, gay people can get their hearts broken, but it's not against the law to break someone's heart. Not yet. <laughs> we'll see what the Supreme Court comes up with. Um. So. We were, you know, it, it's in that time they would be kind of saying that they would equate being gay, being uh, particularly, uh, you know, a, a man being gay, you know, that particular aspect of homosexuality went hand in hand with pedophilia. 
with pedophiles, with with molesting children. You know that that's 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 was the that was the way to demonize them. Uh, now I may be practicing a little demonization here uh, when I say this, but I think that better fits the Catholic Church. <laughs> uh, you know, being a priest seems to go hand in hand with molesting children, but no, it it doesn't. It's just that this happens across the board and around the world in whatever occupations and people there's there are child molesters out there and what their sexual preference is as far as if they're straight or gay or whatever it doesn't really come into it you could have a a, a fellow that's straight but like but but like but you know has this pedophilic thing and they'll want to have sex with you know want to molest little girls and little boys but you know, they marry women and they enjoy the, the company of women, but they have this other thing going on in them. And what's and so when somebody it's like they're so that that was the same kind of thing that the demonization they tried to do back then with, with gay folks. And now they're trying to do it with trans people. And if you know and if and if you try to support them, well then you're a pedophile. I just had some guy drive by me in a truck this morning, big loud truck, probably uses a lot of gas. And it's got, uh, uh, it has the, you know, let's go Brandon on the back window. And then next to it, it has somebody on their knees with another person standing over them. It's just in a silhouette kind of thing, all white ink, as it were, uh, aiming a gun at the back of the heads. And it, and it said uh, something like support shooting, support shooting pedof local pedophiles or something. And I went, ah, Jesus, you know, yeah, I'm against pedophilia. Yeah, I'm against it. But it, it's, it's like everybody's against it. There are pedophiles that know they're wrong, and those are the, hopefully those are the ones that are getting help to not do that wrong thing. They know it's wrong, and it's not just the you know the societal thing. Children, they just they, they can't consent. So they so this guy just throws the groomer thing at me like you know groomers is what the, you know there is a grooming thing in pedophilia where. A pedophile will slowly work a child that they want to do their bad stuff with, work them in a position where it becomes easy to be able to do that, get them psychologically on in, in a certain space, get them physically in a certain space, and they're able to, you know, that's, that's I guess, that's what they call grooming. So, you know, so these, these uh, uh, you know, these Trumpers, I'm assuming, I, maybe I shouldn't do that. But these folks here, they accuse me of being a groomer. They, they know that language, but they don't understand exactly what it means. I've shared a picture of, you know, where I, uh, it's, a, it's a group of children with, I'm assuming, their father. And they're all giving the finger. There's a, behind them is a big banner that says, fuck Joe Biden. Put the American flag over the U and C of the fuck Joe Biden part. And it's being held up by a couple of hoochie mamas wearing fishnet stockings. And they got their, their, their backs to the camera. And so they're, you know, with real tight, hot, hot pants and all that kind of stuff. And I, I looked at that and I said, this is from the, from the party of family values. Now, I know it's not representative of all Republicans. There are probably plenty of Republicans that are just shaking their heads going, oh, God, what's going on with our party? And those are the people who need to stand up and start doing something about their party. But we gotta have Republicans in Congress. You know, you know, it's just. I looked at that and I said, "That's a kind of grooming." 
It may not be the same kind of grooming that you know pedophilic grooming is. I'm not a groomer. So my response to their saying that to me, I went back and I said, when did you guys stop beating your wives? That's supposed to be a, a question you ask a politician that puts them in such a position that they're they, that, that no matter how they respond, they sound like they're in a bad place. Okay, uh, not to end the show on a bad note. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not. You know, I'm fine. But you know, I, the guys didn't respond to my "When did you stop beating your wives?" comment. So let's move on, right? Um, hey, speaking of NASA, the James Webb Telescope. How awesome is that? It's you know we looked at Hubble and Hubble was fantastic and science you know space science learned a lot from Hubble. Hubble was great. James Webb is just that much greater. It's bigger. It's got a bigger. It's got a much bigger uh, uh, lens with which to look out at space and to, to draw in more light. It's much farther away. The advantage of the Hubble was that it could be it could be repaired. You could send a shuttle, a space shuttle, out to it, and you could do some work on it. Remember when it first went up, and the images were not were coming back kind of blurry or something like there was something not quite right about it when it first came back, when it was first up there. They they had to send a, a shuttle crew up there, people who engineers, people know what they're doing, to repair it, to, to fix the lenses, to put a pair of glasses on it, or something, you know, metaphorically. And it. And it worked, and it really did great stuff. Oh, I tapped the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> that probably was really loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Anyway, uh, but the, the the James Webb Telescope is way the hell out there, and it has to work on its own. It's it's it, there's no repairing happening to it, and it's doing some great stuff. Uh, well, uh, and the first images we're seeing, it's just incredible. You see all these galaxies and it, it just collected in this one picture where it's been said that it's like if you take a grain of sand and you hold it at arm's length up you know, and you look at that grain of sand and the bit of sky that is blocking out from your view the grain of sand is that's about the, the that's how small uh, that's how narrow uh, 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 the the equivalent looking at uh, of, of space that the James Webb is, is looking at it's it's that it's just that it's it's just a tiny it's a grain of sand worth of the galaxy of the universe and it's and to see little spiral galaxies in there and to see this it's really 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 cool it's just really cool so um yeah i mean and you, and how and i often say this whenever some kind of science thing uh some breakthrough it's usually because of space because it's such a such a spectacular deal uh you know we didn't get the James Webb up there by praying it up there. We didn't get it up there by by wishing it out there. We didn't get it up there by sending out our our vibes out to the universe and having the universe make it happen. That didn't. No, we did it because we were smart. We're human beings. We're smart. We learned. We asked questions. We observed. We developed this this method called science that helped us to get out of the caves. And to be able to go to the stars, we, that's 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 how we did it. We built knowledge upon knowledge. We learned and learned and got better at this kind of stuff. And now we're able to do that. So, yay, science! 
Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. Okay, that's the end of another show. Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Do your vaccine stuff. You can still wear masks when you need to. You probably should, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network, and I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Simmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to dr dim at dimland.com that's d-r-d-i-m at dimland.com and the opening theme song ram is by theolius and is used with permission Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning, tuning us in. in. What? 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 Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.